Hello. So, here's the deal. I live next door with uh, Jesse, the guitarist, and some other guys. Uh, Alex, who is just up here, and um, some of her roommates live in this house. And since I moved into that house uh, a few months ago this semester, uh, this house, uh, Alex and those other girls have actually been uh, playing a lot of pranks on me and my roommates. Uh, last time, they literally left piles of dirt uh, in our front yard, in our porch, so much so that the landlord had to come tell us to clean it off. And uh, me and my roommates are fed up because one, not only does Alex live here, but my fiance also lives in this house and has been pranking us. And two, we actually have not been pranking them back yet. So uh, last night, actually, my house and I, we just had a, like a house meeting for actually over an hour. And uh, you girls better believe that we had uh, been talking about pranks to uh, just get them back. And I don't know, it just feels really good to have that sense of revenge, you know, just like a really good prank. So uh, we definitely talked about that. Uh, just wanted to give you guys a heads up. But yeah, so that is the tea for tonight. Uh, welcome for being here. Thank you, guys. My name is Matt. Uh, as Alex said, normally you guys see me for doing announcements for about 30 seconds before the speaker comes up, uh, but tonight you guys are blessed to be able to see me for more than 30 seconds, so it's going to be a good night. Uh, well, yeah, thank you guys for being here. I'll go ahead and get started. Uh, I'll be going over some of the themes from Matthew chapter 5, uh, verses 27 through 48 tonight. I'm really looking forward to getting to share with you guys some of my key insights and some other things that I've gotten from this passage that I hope can really help all of us, not only in our relationship with God, but also our relationship with other people. I'm going to go ahead and read two different passages tonight, and I'm going to start off with the first one, which starts at verse 38. This section is titled Eye for Eye. Um, so it's in Matthew chapter 5, and it says, You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. So this passage is part of the famous Sermon on the Mount, uh, which Jesus is giving to a great multitude of people. If you guys were watching last week, this is the second half of what Cody Bryan was going over last week when he talked about uh, Matthew chapter 5. So something that I found out in these verses that is uh, especially happening during this time is that the Jews that Jesus was talking to probably did not want to hear this passage as he was telling them this. Uh, the main thing that comes out is uh, turn the other cheek and that whole theme. Uh, that must have been really hard for those Jews to hear that during that time. Uh, they were very oppressed by the Romans, and they were probably hoping that the uh, king of the Jews, as Jesus was called, would be some kind of like really aggressive, we got to fight back, all of these things. So that's why it was so surprising that Jesus actually came out and said this. Um, and I believe that Jesus said this because it's important enough for them to hear. If you are wrestling with this idea of not returning an insult, of turning the other cheek, that type of thing, if you're wrestling with that idea or you thought that it doesn't apply to your circumstances or your situation and that it's okay, or maybe um, you're just not sure about it, I think you should really spend some time thinking about it and what that looks like in your life. You can ask yourself, how do you respond when people insult you? Are you quick to become angry? Do you want to just get back at them right away? Are you really sensitive when things happen and people get at you and you feel like you deserve better? Um, this might really apply to you if that's the case. 
I know I have definitely struggled with this in the past and honestly still do sometimes. So I realized that this is why Jesus needed to tell us to work on this when we respond to others and how we respond to others, because it's actually not in our nature to turn the other cheek. Um, the pranks between my house and Alex's house here are in good fun, but how often do we see examples on YouTube or TikTok of people taking things too far uh, in the name of revenge? Like this passage says, we should return insults with love rather than revenge. As Christians, we are called to live out this value, even if it's difficult. Another thing to add is that at the time, Judea, where they were at, was under Roman military occupation. Under military law, or any Roman soldier uh, might command a Jew to carry his soldier's pack for one mile, but only one mile. And that's where the phrase came up. I think it was verse 40, um, where he talks about if they say one mile, go with them too. That's why it's relevant to them at this point. So do you guys see what he's getting at here when he tells them to? He's telling them that even though you might be forced or it might be hard to go one, you can turn this into an opportunity to love someone by going the second mile, doing extra and more than they'd hoped for. As hard as it may seem, it's actions like these that people will know that you are a follower of Christ if you are a Christian. Um, so I'm going to go over the next passage now, which picks up on verse 43, and this is titled Love for Enemies. You have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. So before I jump into my notes for this section, I want to tell you guys, uh, I want to show you guys actually something. Are you ready? Jesus doesn't say that we might have enemies. He doesn't say for those of you that do have enemies. He makes a statement that applies to every follower of Christ. He understands that we do and will have people that oppose us in life and makes it clear how we should respond to those people when it does happen. So there is a lot packed into this passage. Sometimes when I read the Bible and specifically this passage, to be completely honest, I tend to skim through it or sometimes even just skip it. I think that the two main reasons I tend to do this are because one, uh, I get the theme of loving your enemies. You always kind of hear it's just a Christian thing. I went to um, Sunday school when I was little. It just kind of makes sense. You know, you hear it over and over again. And the second one is I don't really have enemies. Honestly, I have pretty good relationships with people. Sure, I have some distant friends, maybe some people I don't talk to very often, uh, and even some people that I might not want to be around because I don't feel great when I'm around them, but even those people in that category are still far away from what I would consider an enemy. I literally have no one close to the enemy category, uh, so I tend not to really take this passage seriously in my life, and because of this, I really do believe that I'm doing a huge disservice to myself. Jesus said this to the Jews during this time who had real enemies that they were up against. But I believe that we can actually still apply this to our own lives today uh, when we're dealing with difficult people. Through seeking to understand this passage and how we can apply it to our own lives, it seems clear to me now that Jesus calls all of us to love others, regardless of how we view them or they view us in any situation. If we are called to love our enemies, then how, I mean, of course, like we should be loving everyone else that's not in that category. So all of that really brought me to one conclusion um, for this subject. Are you guys ready? How we pray and love for our enemies or how we love and pray for our enemies reveals the depth of our understanding of the gospel. 
I'll say it again, how we love and pray for our enemies reveals the depth of our understanding of the gospel. Do you really believe the Bible to be true and desire to live it out? Or do you just think Jesus forgives me so I can do whatever I want? Obviously, these are two very uh, far away points on a large spectrum, but I really want you guys to consider this and your understanding of the gospel and where you fall on that. If you are a Christian and watching this, if you don't take away anything else from tonight, I really want you guys to ask yourself this question. How well do you understand and live out the gospel? Do you love and pray for people that are rude to you or that persecute you even? If you don't or you want to, but it's difficult, I want to encourage you to spend some time reading the Bible and just looking for passages just like this one that talks about it. A while back, I actually um, found out the difference between the words truth and reality. Something that is true is uh, just like a fact. It's understood. It's known. But something that is reality is something that's actually lived out. Once I realized the difference between these two, it's been really helpful for me to be able to read through the Bible and just look at the different themes and really consider in my own life what's true and what's real. What about you guys? Based on this passage, is it true in your life or is it real? If someone followed you around for a day and saw the way you interacted with difficult people, even during a bad day, would they say that this passage is real in your life or just something that you believe, but it was too difficult to actually live out? And if you aren't yet a Christian, I want to challenge you to wrestle with this idea. Do you respond to love in love to people that are unkind to you? What does loving your enemies have to do with Jesus dying on the cross for us? I want to really encourage you to think about these questions and even talk with a friend or even a student leader here at Challenge about your thoughts on it. The good news about this chapter is that it can apply to anyone and that God can use uh, or God can give anyone who comes to him strength to live out these values. What stands out to me the most from this passage is that Jesus is calling us to be willing to love others. He calls us to be proactive and not reactive. What he talks about here really boils down to having the right perspective and loving others because God loves us and not because they love us. This means we need to be unconditional with our love. Now, I'm sure we've heard the term unconditional love before, but what does that actually look like? It's not just loving the poor person on the street or maybe the really quiet person that you see at events or in class that no one really talks to and going up to them. It doesn't even apply to only your spouse when you get married, which is what we normally hear the phrase associated with. It's loving the person that annoys you, that's sarcastic at your expense, and that even builds themselves up to tear you down. These are the people that we are called to love. While we can't actually be perfect in this life, we can strive towards it. Your direction is what matters, not your perfection. In your character, your holiness, your maturity, and your love, we can take steps to grow every day to be more like Jesus. I want to pray to wrap things up for the night, as well as invite uh, David and Jesse back up here. Uh, let's go ahead and pray. Um, God, I just pray that... Um, Everything I said tonight, God, that it was pleasing to you. And I pray that if it was and if it really sticks out to people, God, that you would keep it uh, in all of our hearts this week, that what we've learned from these passages in Matthew, that we would really live that out in our lives and seek to, to love others, even when it's difficult, and to learn how to be unconditional with our love. Uh, I pray that people would um, see that as followers of Christ, if we are, that it's God's love, and that's how we're able to 
just show that love to others, God, that really it's you and your strength that we're able to go through that. And I pray that people would come to know you uh, as a result of tonight, as a result of the love that we can share with others. God, that ultimately everything that we do would reflect you. In your heavenly name, amen.